Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Linz. Thanks, Adano. All right, what you need to know is that Shohei Otani stunned the Dodgers and pretty much everybody else in the world with his marriage announcement at like two in the morning this morning. Um, He posted on Instagram, quote, she is a Japanese woman. I am happily married. Basically, I don't. He said, "I don't really feel comfortable talking about it." Uh, but she's a normal Japanese woman. That's what that's what is uh, the translation roughly translates to. So yeah, I guess uh, everyone was kind of stunned by that, just because it was a very like blunt to the point. I am married to somebody from my native land, and it was out of nowhere. He didn't say like when he got married. You know, it was a lot of mystery no, as to who she is. Got, and then first, apparently he got engaged last year and then got married now, recently. Right, but then nobody had any idea, idea that he was even happening. engaged. Yeah, he's or, a very private person. Yeah. So that's uh, big news that Shohei Otani, a lot of people saw him as one of the most eligible bachelors, but no, he's like, no, no, I'm not a bachelor. Not nah, anymore. dog. It I want to know. It's kind of interesting, though, like that you're that famous and you're not like locally famous or nationally famous. You're internationally famous, and that you could do that on the down low. That that like people don't find out and invade your privacy. Have helicopters flying overhead at your wedding and stuff. And he did. He just very nonchalantly was like, "Yo, people, I'm married. Leave me alone." At yeah. two in the morning. Well, that's, that's <laughs> when you do things like that. I just thought it was funny that he did it at like two in the one, two in the morning on a random day. Like, oh, read yeah. it to us. You should have read it to us in Japanese the way he said it. I don't know how to speak Japanese, Cappy. I know, but you could have tried to have sounded it out. No, 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 don't do that. You can't sound out Japanese. Don't do that. No. Nope. I don't even know, like, one one little symbol means, like, an entire phrase in The translation is better. Thank you. 2 a.m. is also 7 p.m. in Japan. Right. Good time. Well, but is he's not there. He's in no, but I'm saying that for his Japanese fans. fans, right. Because it's, that's that's who really cares. prime time. Yeah. Yeah. I Uh, care. That is, you care because you're just a nosy mother bleeper. Right, but I also th- feel like I should get him a gift of some kind. Yeah. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Beto, um, maybe you and I should take Shohei yeah. to like Jalisco's Mariscos. Or Mariscos Jalisco's? No. See. Sí. Yeah. No. See. Sí. Uh, Shohei's learning Espanol. Teoscar's going to take care of him. I know. Teoscar Hernandez taught him. That's a, a good dude right Buenos there. Buenos Yeah, That's a good dude. He's going to be good for the Dodgers. He is good. Just, yeah. Yeah. He's very good. The best was in that video when he was like, he said to Yamamoto, he was like, Buenos Dias. And he's like, hey. Yeah. Hey. Shohei, (laughs) I knew a guy who played with them. All those dudes speak baseball Spanish. Yeah. They understand it. They all know the bad words. Right. That we we should never teach Cappy. Right. Like what? Like give me an example. Like we can't say them on the air? No. Because you are also, you know, it's so funny around here. Like literally, we talk about stuff like sometimes, and immediately everyone has has, has adopted this thing with Cabby's like, that's not for air. Actually, yeah, I had this conversation with DeAndre anyway. today. On the on the, DeAndre went with me today, right? Yeah. And the drive to Hollywood, yeah. did I not say? There's some things you just don't say to Scott, right? Because he's he going to say it on the air. He did, right? Yeah. But but if you don't want me to say it on the air, you have to at least give me a no, little bit of. We just preface. don't tell you. Well, that's smart because Beto. we don't trust you. No, no, that is much smarter. The smarter thing to do is don't. Tell me. Yeah. And that's- because if you tell me something, it could end up on the air. Now, 
if you say to me very specifically, this is not for air. Still don't believe you. Then I then there's a very good chance that I won't air it. But it's not 100 percent guaranteed. It's not, a, right, it's, it's not foolproof. It's not 100 percent foolproof. No. Hence, to Beto's point, if we no. don't tell you, then yeah. it's foolproof. And then you're Just like, "Oh, what's anything. wrong? You don't yeah. want to talk to me?" Yeah. No, I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, By I the way, uh, it's a ticket Thursday on 710 ESPN. Listen all day long, 10 to 6 for your cue to call. Caller seven wins a pair of tickets to the Outlaw Fest 2024. Willie Nelson, yeah. uh, Bob Dylan. Uh, John Mellencamp, Brittany Spencer, coming to the Hollywood Bowl one night this summer, July 31st. Tickets on sale Friday at Ticketmaster.com. Check out outlawmusicfest.com. Who's going with me to that? Who's I going am. with me? I, okay. I, I'm coming on back from Europe that day. Oh, I'm not too. going. Yeah. Actually, me too. Yeah. You're coming back to that day? Yeah. Yeah, the 31st. That's when I fly back I, from Paris. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to tell you right now. So um, you better get some fillings because we're all gone that week. Well, yep. she knows I'm out like all that yeah, time. Yeah, me too. He already gave week. me his dates like, you know, a year ago. Me yeah. too. I'm gone that week. And, and, and Nelson, perfect clarification as well. Yeah, Willie Nelson, I don't really have that much interest in, to be honest. And and I, I don't even think I really have that much interest in Bob Dylan. Uh, Cougar, baby. But John Cougar Let's Mellencamp. Go. Well, he's just John Mellencamp these well, days. I don't oh. care if he's Mellencamp, Cougar Mellencamp, just Cougar. Were Jack okay? and Diane going to be there? I don't know about that, but I'll tell you right now, he starts getting into like Check It Out or Little Pink Houses. I mean, those are some of my favorite John Cougar Mellencamp songs. Yeah. yeah. You guys he know this song? He sings Jack and Diane. I think yeah. I may have heard of that song. A little ditty, like Jack, Jack and Diane. I always thought that that was Tom Petty for some reason. No. no. That's free. Tom, Tom Petty has a much different sound than John Mellencamp. I mean, like free when I was younger, I always thought that that was oh, yeah, I okay. can see that. I mean, come on, Lindsay. Petty and, and Dylan kind of sound a lot closer, I would say. They, they have that thing to them. Yeah. Yeah. Cappy, if I was here, I'd go with you, man. Well, I'm planning on going mostly to see Mellencamp. Who am I going with? With yeah. Rara Rachel? Yeah, of oh, course I'm going with Rara Rachel. I'll right. stay in Paris. Plus, me and Rubber Rachel are going out to Yamava to see Stevie Nicks on a Tuesday night. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little I'm lies. going to that. You are? Sure am. All right. Age of 17? Or the edge of seventeen, not age of seventeen. Sorry, mm. she's so good. That was one of her solo songs, actually. Mm-hmm. That was not. Uh, I, I wonder, is she allowed to sing the stuff in the band though? From Fleetwood Mac? Yeah. Is she know. allowed? Yeah. I saw her a couple summers ago uh, down in Doheny she State sings, Beach. She sings like uh, landslide and. Yeah, she does sing landslide. Okay, that's well, right. If she sings Fleetwood Mac stuff, then yeah. Dondra's like what? You know uh, that I was so- named after Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> you oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I was named that after Lindsey Buckingham. Look at DeAndre, quick oh, on the trigger there. That was a, this is a great song, by the way. It is a great song. DeAndre's like Googling. DeAndre, you should come with me. You should come with me <laughs> to the Outlaw Fest. It's all in the system, so I'm just going to listen to the system. He said, white lady. Yeah. Hey, DeAndre, you should come with me to the Outlaw Fest and wear the all-black uh, all black G-Fazos. Oh, no, no I can't, I can't, can't do, that, do that, man. I can't. No. Why? You got that energy. Yeah. Nah, it's an Outlaw I, Fest. Nah, man, I can't do that. No. Yeah, sorry, can't. <laughs> hey, Cappy, Blake Harris is going to join us. Maybe he'll go with you. Uh, he's going to join us in a few minutes to talk some Dodgers. Normally, Blake Harris, Thursdays at 545 on, uh, on, uh, during Dodger season, but uh, we have a short show today, so we're going to do 515. But real quick about yesterday's Laker game, because Lakers are playing the Wizards tonight. Mm. And uh, so everyone's understandably excited about the comeback. LeBron is awesome. And, you know, although, uh, you know, dead meow, because Beto posted a video of th- that the NBA posted, and uh, he posted in the Circle of Trust, of me waiting for LeBron, and then LeBron giving me yeah. a fist bump. Like, I fist, LeBron, I fist bump, which, by the way, I do to every player. Yeah. Bef- when I, you know, when they, the when they win a game, I say, hey, congratulations, and there's like a fist bump. You, you know also I mean? don't want to touch everybody like with your hands, they're all sweaty and gross. You know right, it's I mean? just a fist bump. Right. Else. Fist yeah. bump is good. Like it's nod, like, hey, right, but it's just, it's literally every player. It's congrats, man, and then it's just right. a quick fist bump, and then we get ready to do the thing. Uh, but, you know, Dead Meow's like, see, I knew you were in cahoots together. Oh, I, I, first of all, the fact that the official NBA account 
Not anybody. The the real, real NBA one. I know that was going to get somebody upset. Like, oh, him, LeBron, the NBA, they're all working together. But that was... Yeah, Dead Meow says now he knows why I've been in cahoots exactly. with LeBron. Exactly. But it was just more He thinks of, it's a conspiracy now. I pointed You're not out like the, doing your job or anything, yeah. you know? I pointed the fact that, you know, so Donald, Trudell was off to the side with AD. Yeah. You were there. You were boxing people out, making sure, hey, hey, don't go nowhere, big Yeah, fella. I had to stalk gotcha. LeBron for a second until right. he was done saying, yes, sir! Yes, sir! <laughs> yeah. After, well, it is actually kind of an interesting thing to watch when you're standing there and you're like kind of waiting, kind of waiting, but the ESPN camera's in front of his face and then you're like, okay, I'm going in for the kill. Right. And then you walk in because he's kind of facing the camera and you look at him and he looks at you but then he has to look down at you you know because like he doesn't see you right because i'm very short level. compared right. to him and then you give i'm him short little, in general but right. certainly compared to him you give him the little mini fist bump and then it is so cute to see you looking up at him hey lebron up there how's the weather up there hey lebron well it's why i've told you I, all times i learned so the cute. secret with seven footers lebron's probably about like the i mean sometimes it's hard right but like in the post game rachel nichols taught me this a long time ago she's like when you get a seven footer put them on the uh put them at, at the scores table tell them to take a load off because that way you're a lot closer in height that way Smooth. um and it, i've whenever i have like a seven footer i always tell them to come to the scores table relax, that's where fella, that's where coach hamon remember last year i was interviewing ad in milwaukee they had that big win in milwaukee and then coach hamon just hugged both of us basically mm. it was like he bear hugged us um but cappy in regards speaking of coach hamon so everyone's excited about the win yesterday but how did they get to that point well Unfortunately, the minutes, it, now, I know Torian played less than the 24 and a half, which is kind of the benchmark, right? They're 12-0. and 0. Lindsay brought up those stats um, when they he plays tw- less than 24 and a half minutes, Torian Prince. But they brought Torian Prince in the game, and they, for, forget about playing him at the small forward position. They played him at power forward, and they went like crazy small. And I'm like... Why are we doing this? Like, your strength is to play to your size. I actually asked Coach Mahamon in the uh, in the pregame. Like, I was like, hey, because he was talking about Rui. Like, I think J.J. or Dave asked him about, like, playing Rui in the starting lineup. He's like, yeah, you know, Rui, another weapon. That way all five guys, you know, are weapons, and they can we can run plays for them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It takes pressure off LeBron, AD, yada, yada. And I'm like, and then I followed up with, well, and how about the size component of it, right? Like, because everything points out, the numbers bear out yeah. that when you guys play to your size advantage, like, good things happen. He's like, yeah. No zoo, no PG. Right. And, go. and he says, yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's also the Clippers' fatal flaw, Cappy. Like, if the Clippers had one fatal flaw, and it's been that way, I mean, this entire era of Kawhi and PG is, if you're a team with size, it's kind of like they're, they're kryptonite. You know what I mean? So... And it's why they have three centers, legit yeah. centers on the roster, because they feel like they need those guys just for, you know, to be able to kind of maneuver with their roster and rotations. So 6'8", Rui, Jackson Hayes, hey, sure. And I was just play. like, so I, the reason they were down all that was because Torian was playing a lot of those minutes. And I was just like, what are we doing? Like, how but, is this a, th- a thing still? But, but uh, listen, you say that that's kind of why they were down. I mean, Well, they were I'm just down. saying they went really small and he's playing power forward and he's not a power forward. I understand. But listen. Um, the Clippers were hitting a lot of shots. The Clippers were were making plays. But you're plays playing where, to their advantage when you play small. Maybe that's the case. But all I'm going to no, say to you is, is, is that, okay, listen, <laughs> but they're down by 21 points. 
Okay, so the comeback at the end is because not don't anybody tell me that Kawhi Leonard um, didn't work past the screen and Kawhi Leonard didn't want to give the effort to go and take on LeBron and LeBron was working on their weak link and that's why the the, the Lakers were able well, to come was. back. Well, he was. He was I, basically switching on Daniel Tice the entire time. I understand that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is LeBron also went ballistic. Yeah. LeBron went five for eight from three. LeBron was able to not just hit from outside. LeBron yeah, he, was able to work inside. No, he, did. he did all that. But right. it started with him like targeting their center on the switches. Um, and then the center didn't want to get beat off the dribble. So they'd play off LeBron. And then LeBron, you know, you know, stuck a three in his eye. All I'm saying is, is that LeBron went nuts in the fourth quarter, and that's why the Lakers came back and won, and why they were down big. You say it's Torian Prince. You've already given us all the numbers. The number of minutes that Torian Prince plays when he plays X number of this of these minutes, their record is really bad. When he plays less than, their record is really good. When Rui plays X number of minutes, their record is really good. Rui should be playing a lot more. And by the way, he was clutched down the stretch. If he played a lot more, he'd probably he'd probably be that much more impactful because there were two huge plays. Won the three-pointer that put him up 109-106, and then the play where he drove the baseline and, and he went under the basket and in. Two huge plays down the stretch for Rui. Dude needs to be playing a lot more. You're a basketball savant. You're damn right I am, and LeBron knows it. Uh, all right, coming up next, Dodger Talk with Blake Harris. <laughs> Who are you laughing at? Uh, it just... You're beautiful. Keep the you main are. thing the main thing. Uh, Cappy, you got to keep the main thing the main thing, Cappy. Cappy. Thanks for letting me sit in and, and uh, really listen to a savant like yourself. He was you good. Go. That was good. I'm going to go tell him on right now. You, hey. you, you know what you're doing, Cappy? You're keeping the main thing the main thing. Oh. Keep the main thing the main thing. That's what you're doing. You know what I'm going to do in the next segment? What's that? I'm going to whip it out, and I'll explain what that means. Yeah, well, we got to talk to Blake Harris first. So <laughs> what's up? <laughs> we can do that in dealer's choice. How about that? You're going to explain whipping it out then. How about that? All right, All right. we'll do that next. Oh, yeah. Blake Harris joining us here, our Dodger insider. Follow his work at Blake H. Harris, Blake H. Harris on Twitter. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast Inside the Ravine. And most importantly, subscribe to his Substack where he's doing the Lord's work on the Dodgers. Normally 545 on Thursdays, but because of an early showtime today, we are having him on now. So, Blake, Yamamoto, thoughts, go. <laughs> oh, should have done that to LeBron last night. Beautiful, <laughs> right? Yeah, George, that should have been your post gamer. Uh, hmm. LeBron, go. Just pull like a, a Kramer from Seinfeld. But no, yeah, Yamamoto, he's he's as good as advertised, maybe if not better. I know it was spring training. I know it was only a couple innings, but this guy showed us yesterday why he's considered to be the best pitcher to ever come out of Japan. I mean, he was facing major league hitters. He wasn't facing scrubs that are you know, getting some action in spring training. These were starters for the Rangers. And he was making it look, look silly. Had three strikeouts. His splitter looks like it has a chance to be one of the best pitches in all of baseball. So, yeah, I, I don't think he could have looked any better than he did yesterday for his debut. Blake, did you uh, get the news about Otani being married? I did. And I was blown away because this guy must have some circle around him that are getting paid big bucks where they don't let any of this out. Because this is, I think I heard you say it, Scott, right before, this is like an international just mega superstar. Right. And nobody had any idea. So right. I was blown away, especially, again, like the fact that I think he dropped it at like midnight last night. I was like, this is the most Shohei thing ever. But hey, there you go, Shohei. He's a, he's a taken man. He's not the world's most eligible bachelor anymore. 
Is he expected to play? I, and we had this conversation the other day. Dave Roberts said he thinks he'll be available, and then there was a report prior to that that he wasn't expected to play in these in this two game series in Korea. Is Otani expected to play? Because that's kind of what people want to see. Yeah, as of right now, all signs are pointing pointing towards him playing. It looks like I think he's going to appear in a Cactus League game tomorrow. The Dodgers have pretty much said they want to get him about 50 at bats before he makes that trip and starts in those games. But barring there being some sort of setback or barring him getting hurt, I'm putting it like a 98% chance he suits up for those two games. All right, so I saw your story about the future of the Dodgers rotation. Tell people what you think the current Dodgers rotation will be and then what the future Dodgers rotation will be. So if if everyone's healthy, you know, in, in baseball, it's hard having a healthy starter rotation. So if all things go well, you got Yamamoto, you got Glasnow, two guys that are going to be fighting for signing votes at the end of the season. Walker Buehler is going to come back at some point in May or June, and we've seen him when he's healthy. He's a signing caliber pitcher as well. You got Bobby Miller, who received Rookie of the Year votes last year. A lot of people think he can take the next step, be a Scion candidate. Then your fifth spot, it's going to be between like a James Paxton, Emmett Sheehan, maybe some of these young guys. Then obviously you got Clayton Kershaw coming back uh, later this year. The next year, essentially all of that. But you add some of these young guys into the mix. And guys, I don't know if I've brought this name up yet uh, on your show. Keep an eye on Roki Sasaki. He's currently over in Japan. 22 years old, I believe. Many people, myself included, think he has a chance to be better than Yamamoto, and there's a chance he could get posted early like Otani did many years ago, make his way over here. He wants to be teammates with Otani. So I know it's a year out, but this could be one of those things where a year from now we're saying, yeah, I remember a year ago when this was brought up because if the Dodgers are somehow able to get this guy next offseason – we're looking at potentially the greatest starter rotation in baseball history in 2025 for the Dodgers. Wow, that's insane. Now, what about a potential of Blake Snell where there's chatter that he may want to do a, maybe willing to do a short-term deal because Scott Boris has uh, potentially not been able to secure a long-term deal for him? Yeah, we, we talked about this last week. I think Scott kind of brought it up, and we kind of you know went back and forth, but then I shot it down saying, but he's a Scott Boris client. He'll never do a short-term deal. But as we saw, Cody Bellinger just just signed, I think, a three-year deal with a bunch of opt-outs. And there are reports that Blake Snell might be willing to go down that route. And I'm not sure if the Dodgers are interested. I'm not sure if they kick the tires. We just talked about how good the rotation is looking. But as we've seen, you can never have enough starting pitching. And if Blake Snell is willing to take a deal similar to Cody Bellinger, a shorter-term deal, but there there are opt-outs where you can get out of it, I mean, if you add Blake Snell to the starting rotation and have him as your number three starter, a guy that won the signing award last year, the Dodgers are already all in. They, you know, they spent over a billion dollars this off season. What's another thirty million dollars a year going towards that? So again, I, I'm not certain if they're in, interested in him, but if he's willing to take a short term deal, I'm calling him immediately and seeing what I can get done. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm glad you actually brought it up again, George, because based on what happened with Bellinger. And now, based on the reports that he is, uh, Snell is interested in that sort of a deal, if you're the Dodgers, and it's not even about keeping him away from the Padres, I don't think anybody really fears the Padres, hardly, even with Blake Snell. But you know that you're not going to have Kershaw beyond this year, and you're not really 100% sure yet with Bueller. Um, so think about you know the next three years and what that rotation could be with a guy who's got two Cy Young Awards. If I were the Dodgers, I'd be I'd be seriously looking into it right now. Yeah. I mean, you hit it, Scott. I mean, think about the 2025 rotation. You have three guarantees, and 
Yamamoto, Glasnow, Bobby Miller. I guess four if Shohei's able to come back and pitch. But outside of that, you have question marks, and they're probably going to need to go to a six-man rotation next year. So you need to start thinking about the future. And Can you imagine an October rotation in a playoff series with Yamamoto starting game one, Blake Snell starting game two, Tyler Glasnow starting game three? I mean, I don't know who's stopping, who's stopping that rotation. Well, we were having this conversation yesterday. I was saying to George, I think the Dodgers have to win a World Series this year for Dave Roberts to stay on. And I'm the Dave Roberts defender around here, okay? Uh, people say that Dave's got me in his back pocket. I would say that's probably true. So, um, But I do think the Dodgers have to win a World Series. Not, not next year. There's, there's no break for, well, Otani didn't pitch this year, so give him one more. I think the Dodgers have to win the World Series this year for Dave Roberts to stay on. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting it at at least make the World Series just depending on what happens there, but I agree with you with, with how things are looking, with all the players, with all the talent, with all the money, which is another reason why I think, again, go get Blake Snell, go make another move, because you have a team, and anything can happen in baseball. 2025, things can look entirely different. You're set up to win a World Series this year, so you got to do whatever it takes. But yeah, Dave, if he can't at least get this team to the World Series, there there might need to be some discussion, discussions that need to be had there. Blake, 30 seconds. What's the biggest surprise thus far in the first few games? I think the biggest surprise so far is, again, this is a guy you might not know him yet, Andy Pajes. This is a minor leaguer. He was one of the top guys in the system, underwent a pretty extensive surgery last, last year. He is looking like one of the best hitters in Dodgers camp. He's not going to make the opening day roster, but in a couple months, just remember the name Andy Pajes. He can be a guy, biggest power in the Dodgers system. He can be a difference maker at some point for the Dodgers this year. There he is. Difference maker for us, Blake Harris. He does the Lord's work covering your Los Angeles Dodgers on his Substack. Make sure you subscribe to his Substack. Also, the podcast Inside the Ravine. And follow him on Twitter at Blake H. Harris. Thank you, Balake. Later, Blake. Hey, no worries. And uh, Scott, right before I tuned in when George introduced me, did you say you were going to whip it out? That's right. I did say I was going to whip it out, but I will explain there is context for whipping it out. Yeah, on dealer's choice. We'll do that after Radio Tinder. So make I, sure you I stay just tuned. Wanted to make, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I heard things right before. You heard it. On. You heard it, smart guy. There you go. All right, Blake. All right, guys. See you, bud. There he is. All right, Radio Tinder is up next. Then Cappy's going to whip it out in the last segment. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Christopher. Oh, my God. Oh, So this was the number one song back when Aladdin came out. What was this? uh, What year? 
I know, it's got to be the early 90s, 1993. No? Yeah. Oh, that's probably my favorite Disney movie, either Aladdin or Lion King. Such a good movie. Yeah, you want to hear something, though? Sure. This was my wedding song. <laughs> no, no way. way. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. No, it wasn't. Did I you did not ex-wife like Aladdin? Uh, she loved Aladdin. She it's loved a great Disney. movie. <laughs> She Honestly, it Disney. is my favorite Disney movie. It's oh my great. God. Robin like, Williams is f- fantastic in that movie. In my head right now, I can see myself with my ex-wife dancing at our wedding, like when we actually liked each other, you know? Like we talked to each is other. Is that why you said, oh my God? Yeah, I was like, oh my God. A whole <laughs> new world. Between this and Celine Dion, man, uh, Cap, we got Cappy. you cornered. C-line. That's C-Line Dion. Cappy, I remember when you were about to get married. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was there around those times. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was 1999. Yeah. I remember Jeez. that. That's a long time after the song came out for this to be the wedding song. Yeah, but 93 to 99, and she was like Disney She was a really, obsessed. really, really- Yeah, she loved Disney, yeah, and say, Aladdin is her favorite movie then. She must yeah. really- did, Were you guys it's like Disney adults? Movie. Again, it we is were still Disney my adults. favorite. Like, yeah. it, it absolutely holds up every time. Like, it really Like, is. some of the older ones, like Snow White or whatever, they don't right. hold up. But, like, this holds up for sure still. This I'm and still Lion a Disney King. adult. This and Lion King. Yeah, Lion King's awesome. Yeah. All right, so anyway, uh, my first Rio Tinder story here, uh, you know, it's Leap Day, and I saw some cool Leap Day stuff in the ESPN SIG channel, the SIG yeah. Slack channel, uh, so I'm going to give you guys some of those fun facts. Chet Holmgren leads the NBA in total jumps this season. Jalen Williams leads the NBA in field goal percentage on jumpers. Oh, leap jumping, I got it. Uh-huh, right. uh-huh. Yeah. Cole Anthony has the highest average height on jumps. Nikola Jokic has the lowest average height on jumps. I which, believe that, yeah. That's very funny to me. And uh, Tyrese Maxey leads the NBA in furthest average jump distance. So, mm-hmm. with it being Leap Day, February 29th, it only comes every four years, and my grandparents were actually married on Leap Day. Oh, wow. So, my grandpa always joked that he only had to buy my grandma an anniversary present every, every four, four years. years yeah. Which is like, ha-ha, very funny. So, do you guys know anybody who has a birthday or like a significant anniversary so, on Leap Day? E- easy. Uh, for me in the NBA, one of the hottest young stars in the NBA is Tyrese Halliburton. His birthday is today. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Happy that's your guy. So, it's uh, his, <laughs> he's only technically only had six birthdays based on uh, so 24. He's literally six years old. <laughs> yeah. That is absolutely hilarious that today is Leap Day, February 29th. I had no exposure to it. None, zero. Like, I did, I looked at the calendar. I'm like, okay, today's February 29th. Like, it didn't even occur to me that it's a leap year and that this only happens. And I didn't even know until you just said it. It happens every four years. I would have thought it happened like every other year. No exposure whatsoever to Leap Day. And just one thing. You said that Jokic has the shortest or like the lowest The, the lowest leap uh, distance, yeah. I'm almost surprised that it's not Wemby. Because the highlights he doesn't of, need to, right, right, of Wemby blocking shots. Somebody posted something the other day on Twitter. It's like your dad blocking your shot when you're a little kid when he just stands over you. I mean, Wemby doesn't even have to jump. Right. I mean, dude can dunk without jumping. But I'm sure he can jump, whereas uh, Jokic just can't, probably. No, Jokic has like what Phil Mickelson has, where just the absolute inability. Yeah. I'm going to watch them tonight. Uh, the TNT games are good tonight. It's Knicks and Warriors. Um, um, so I'm, no offense to the Lakers, Wizards. I'm not spending a lot of time on that. It's definitely on the second screen today. You don't, you don't want to see Kyle Kuzma tonight? Yeah, it's definitely second screen today. That's going to be on the iPad. And mm. then uh, and then I'm watching TNT tonight because Knicks Warriors will TNT. be a good one. And then Denver and the Heat. It's a, a finals rematch today. So it's those two games are going to be awesome today. Golden and State I, up 55-44 with 5.3 seconds to go in the second quarter. Yeah, yeah. So I am excited. I want I want the Warriors to win this game, like for sure. 
I, I, I like honestly, I root for uh, the Warriors for a lot of reasons. Um, Clay being one of them, right? Michael's son. So, uh, but I, you know, I also don't love the Knicks all that much. So, do you root for the Cavs ever? I don't know if I root for them. I don't root against them though. Let's give it up for the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's right. I did give them a trophy one time during summer league. <laughs> God, hey. how annoying must I have been the last year? They're, they're with in my second friend place. Being the Cleveland Browns offensive coordinator, and all I talked about. Yeah, was but the you Browns. know what the problem is though? They're in, they're in I? second place, but yeah. they're like the team that like if you're Philly and now Joel Embiid is coming back, and everyone thinks Philly's like going to drop to like the seventh seed in the playing area. Like if you're Philly, you're like, oh, Cleveland, great first round matchup for us. Like that's the unfortunate part right now. There's a lot going on with Cleveland, and if you uh, really care, I won't. I won't, you know, bore you with that, but sure. uh, Wendy has a great, great conversation about that on the most recent Hoops Collective podcast oh. about Why don't you how, tell us all about it? How, how they <laughs> it's just... It's okay. Maybe later. They just don't do very well with both the big men on the floor at the same time. They right. just can't figure it that out. That sounds yeah. super interesting to me. Yeah. Probably. Anyway, um, so this one comes from the Am I the A-Hole Forum, one of my favorites mm-hmm. uh, on Reddit, and this woman is a 23-year-old babysitter right. who... Went to watch these kids, which were 13 weeks old and two years old, Mm -hmm. from 5 to 11 p.m., and she said it was not her first time watching these children. Um, The parents were going to be at a wedding. They said they'd be home around 11, but they texted her at like 10.30 and said, hey, we're probably going to be here until about midnight. Is that okay? And she said, yeah, sure. Have fun. No problem. Well... It's like one o'clock in the morning. She has not heard from them yet. She asked, she texts them asking if they're going to be back soon because she was just worried, making sure everything's okay. Never heard back from them. Two o'clock rolls around, still hasn't heard from them. So she starts calling them, right. calls them like 15 times. They still didn't answer. So she stayed up worrying all night. And at 5 a.m., with no sign of the parents and still no answer on either of their phones, she decided to call the police. Ooh. So she calls the police and is like, hey, they're missing. I just want to make sure, like, you know they're okay. I don't know if they got in an accident or something. I'm watching their kids, and at f- the police came to take the report. And at 5:45 in the morning, they roll up and they start yelling at her because she called the police. They thought mm-hmm. something was wrong. Something happened to their kids, and mm-hmm. she wants to know: Was she the a-hole for calling the police, thinking that they're missing? Well, what mm-hmm. time were they supposed to be back? Eleven. Eleven, and then they changed it to midnight, and then she didn't hear from them for for five and a half hours. Yeah, that that that's that's inexcusable by the parents. No, the a-holes are the parents. Yeah. Now, how how old was the little baby? Thirteen weeks. All right, thirteen Come weeks. On. That baby. That that's baby. Is, what, you, like, first of all, I would. I was like, going to say. I, I've had two children. You've had four, right? I would never leave a 13-week-old baby right. with any babysitter. Um, maybe, maybe like like your in-laws or something like that. But even that, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be willing but, to do. By the way, she's a 23-year-old girl. Is she capable of breastfeeding this girl? Probably not. I don't know that situation. But they could have the breast milk like in the fridge, right, like right, that. Right. Well, I wasn't right. really. I was just kind of joking. Right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect them to yeah. babysitter to breastfeed their kid. Yeah. But my point is, is that dude, you have a 13-week-old baby. Um, first of all, hey, mom. You're going out partying 13 weeks later? That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay? But 11 o'clock, hey, can you stay an extra hour? Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Yeah. But if you're going to stay out till 5.45 in the morning and we can't reach you, I'm worried you got into a car accident. I'm calling hospitals. And and calling the police, that's like the last thing I'm thinking about. But it's pretty smart. And then for the parents to come home and yell at her? 
The a-holes are the parents. No question. 100% agree. They came back and said both of their phones had died, and so they didn't know how to get home from the wedding without GPS, which who doesn't have a phone charger in their car, right. and both of your phones died? I'm not buying that. But they yelled at her, and they were like, this is your job, and like you disrespected us for calling oh, the police please. and embarrassed us. Yeah, pay, me, pay me, and I'm leaving, and don't ever call me again. Yeah. yeah. She said, oh, you could have called the emergency contacts or the, the neighbors, and it's like, well, that's not going to explain well, they, where you were. They didn't know how to get home without a GPS they don't know how to get to their house? Right. I don't know. That's a good that's a good yeah. point there. Seriously. I All don't right. know how to get to my own house without a GPS. I mean, yeah. I don't really know how to get Jesus. most places. I don't even know how to get to Target without GPS. Right, but how but... do you not know how to get home? You're right. Though? You're right. That's absurd. Great point, Cappy. Thank Cappy, you. you're full of great points today. You know what? I'm very clear-minded today. Yeah. How, how'd that happen, Cappy? I think it was probably the three times I watched the Laker game today I it, you could tell you saw it three times yeah because yeah. you just I, don't want to fail right well I have no fear of failure yeah. it's not the failure Eric yeah, yeah there I is no failure an and you kept the main thing the main thing I like to do that too. keep the main thing the main thing and right. in the next segment I'm gonna yeah, whip by it the out. way radio tuners presented by our friend at tequila friends at tequila mandala always swipe right on tequila mandala award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made for the finest mature agaves available everywhere fine tequilas are sold visit their website tequilamandala.com and demand the extraordinary with tequila mandala what's next Lens? It was time for him to whip it up. Anyway. We'll get to that next segment. So the Phillies have one of like the best promotions in baseball, which, by the way, the Cleveland Indians Guardians have it as well. They have Dollar Dog Night. So they sell hot dogs for a dollar, and it's a big deal. Everyone loves it. Woohoo! take the family, get cheap hot dogs. Well, they decided this year that they are going to get rid of Dollar Dog Night and replace it for two-for-one deals, and they're only going to do it at two games this year at Citizens Bank Park. They said... um, Based on the organization's ongoing commitment to provide a positive experience for all fans in attendance, that's why they are changing it. Because I guess a couple times last year, there were some unruly drunk fans that started throwing the dollar dogs onto the field during a game. (laughs) And it was a big deal. I know we talked about it on the show, but it was a while ago. So um, they said it wasn't just like throwing the stuff on the field. They said people were getting in food fights on on the concourse and in the stands. And so, you know, they decided, okay, it's enough with the dollar dog night. Yeah, because when it's a $15 dog, you don't throw it. Exactly. Exactly. So, like I said, the Indians also have this promotion, Dollar Dog Night, and they've never had a problem with people throwing the hot dogs on the field. So I want to know, if they did this at the Dodgers games, would they have a problem? Swipe left or swipe right? If they did, like, Dollar Dog Night? Yeah, do you think they would have the same issue as as Phillies fans? No, I, I don't think so. Well, it depends on what's going on in the game. Like when the when the Philly fans threw their dollar dogs on the field, weren't they upset were th- about like a call or something? Right, yeah. were the Phillies getting smoked? I'm not sure. But they said it happened for all of the dollar dog nights last year, and again, they've been doing this for you know decades at the Indians ballpark, and I've never once heard of anybody throwing dollar dogs at each other or on the field. Yeah, or anything. I, I don't think the Dodgers would have any issues. Oh, think it's just I a definitely Phillies- think there would be a problem. I mean, really? Definitely. I feel like you're kind of right, Cappy. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't I mean, feel, there's not like, I don't know, I mean, I know that when the Giants come to town, there's always, a, a, you know, there's some issues potentially. There's always um, fights. Um, but outside of that, like, I don't know, I feel like Dodger games are fairly, like, chill. Mm. I mean, maybe you've been there for Padres games, I'm not so sure, although I don't feel like they look at the Padres in any way, shape, or form as they look at the, the way they look at the Giants. But. I don't think it's just the opposing fans, I think it's Dodger on Dodger fan. I don't know. I, I've I, look. I've been there a hey, bunch of times. I've, I've, I've never, I've never experienced it. 
Um, you know, but I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible. Yeah, but George, you also sit in like the nice. Yeah, but you can still see if a fight seats. is happening several <laughs> sections away or across the stadium. You know what I mean? Like, if there's a fight in a stadium, everybody's seeing it. Like, everybody sees the commotion, <laughs> pulling their phones out. And I everything. mean, I'm not gonna lie. Immediately, that's the first thing people do. Right. The first time I went to a Dodgers game when I moved out here, there were like three fights in my section, and we were up in like the nosebleeds, and I was just like, "Is this like this all the time?" I was yeah, so confused. I, I, I've been lucky enough where there's never been that, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm the a-hole. Oh, good On the Reddit page. Nah, you're all right. You're fine. Anything else or are we good? That's it. All right, that'll do it for Radio Tinder. Brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Um, Cappy, dealer's choice is where you're going to discuss whipping it out. Apparently so. That's next, huh? Yep, that's next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Final segment of the show, Sedano and Cap. Cappy's going to explain whipping it out here in just a moment for his dealer's choice. Lakers, Wizards tonight on a back-to-back. Sliwa will have the pregame beginning at 6 o'clock. Michael and John will have the call of tonight's action at 7.30. Jack. That worked. Nicely done. Nicely done. Everybody wants to hit it, you know? Yeah. I've stepped on it a million times. Yeah. Never really you, you was that concerned one. about it. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, yeah. I yesterday. crushed it. He got it. He yeah. got it good yesterday. Yesterday, I crushed it. It was like it was like D'Angelo Russell, that second three he hit late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Hands above his head. LeBron puts the perfect pass right on his hands, and he's holding the ball for one one millionth of a second as he throws up that three. That was me, George. That one one millionth of a second right before Bob Seeger starts singing. Okay. All right. So after the game last night, there's a little dealer's choice for you. After the game last night, uh, time for the post-game press conferences, and that is where Coach Hamon made a statement that will live in all likelihood on this show probably forever. Do you have the uh, the soundbite? Yeah. Deandre? So he was asked about uh, LeBron, um, you know, saving the day, and he mentioned, uh, yeah, he, you know, that he put his cape on. And then he said... It was time for him to whip it out, and uh, he, he definitely did that. Yeah, and he meant the cape. It was time for him to whip it out. Not, oh. not, not what you think it is. Well, listen. Well, Although regardless. maybe he... I don't know. On the, yeah. like, the way it all worked out last night, he might have done that too, to be honest right. with you. It was time for the, him to whip it out. Yeah. At the end of the game, when LeBron was walking around the floor and he was hugging it out with everybody, and he was kind of just yelling like, let's go, let's go. I mean, he, that was whipping it out like yes, all over the Clipper fans. Like, yes, sir. Hey, yes, sir. hey, guess what, guys? Uh, last game ever 
in this hallway series where the two organizations share the building. And while you guys have dominated and destroyed us here over the last, whatever it was, 12 or 13 years, the numbers are astronomically in favor of the Clippers. Yeah. LeBron decided to whip it out all over the Clippers last night. And one it was of the things, time for him to whip it out. One of the things that was amazing to me, George, and I actually wanted to ask you what, what it was like, is because I wasn't at the game last night. I was watching it on TV. But – the place was dead. It was dead. And and Dave Pash, who was doing the play-by-play on ESPN, he kept making this point. And this is like late in the third quarter. He's like, the place is dead. And that's because the Clippers were up by like 20 points. Yeah. But when the Lakers started to make their way back Oh, my in, God. It was nuts. The place was going crazy. Yeah. And and I that, by the way, the place is dead when the Clippers are up big, and the place is losing its mind when the Lakers are clawing their way back in. That right there is every reason why Steve Ballmer wants out of Crypto.com and wants into the Intuit Dome. Right. Got to have his own place. Yeah, I agree. Keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah, you kept the main thing the main thing. I guess he did. Um, so, Cappy, it really was a wild night. Like, it, Honestly, I, I'm not even joking. Because, you know, the Lakers had made some, like, faux comebacks this season. And even Mm -hmm. in this game, they cut it down to, like, eight or nine at one point in the third. And then the Clippers just pushed the throttle again. So I thought when it got cut down to around that range, I'm like, ah, it's going to be the same thing. But then, so I was legitimately thinking, all right, so what am I going to ask? Am I going to talk to Kawhi? Am I talk to James Harden? You know what I mean? Like, who am I going to talk? Who am I going to hit up on the post game? Like, who am I telling the Clippers I'm going to talk to? Um, And then all of a sudden, it got down to four. And Ty Lue called timeout. I'm like, oh, hell. Um, and I'll give Ty credit. Like he, he did. He was trying to calm his team down. His team looked a little shell shocked, and he just said, "He a big smile." says, "Hey guys, they made a good run. It's all good. Let's let's put ours together too." And they did not. Um, although Kawhi did try to bail them out, I guess at that point. But it was um, it was just a very strange, strange way it all ended up. And I was just like, "Oh man, like, it was it was nuts." Like honestly. The turnaround was nuts. The crowd reaction was nuts. The player reaction was nuts. And then LeBron did, you know, after putting on his cape, you know, he eventually did, uh, you know. Keep the main thing, the main thing. No, he whipped it out. There was that. It was time for him to whip it out. Yeah. Right, he did. And I'll tell you this right now. There's a lot of people that at this moment are driving into downtown L.A. and For the get, game tonight. Right. right. They're going to get parked. They're going to try, you know, they'll probably go grab a, something to eat before they go in. Yeah. You know, they're going to get, you know, you know maybe like Yard House or yeah. Lazy Dog or right. like, or our friends at Del Trono, you know. How about Craft? Craft at Smoking right. by Smoking Fire, right? So, 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 look, people are driving in right now, and here's what I'm going to say. To me, every season for every team has a defining moment. And to me, when we get to the end of the Lakers season, mm-hmm. this game last night, the comeback the way LeBron put the team on his back, the way uh, Rui hit big shots, D'Angelo hit big shots, Cam Reddish came up with some big defensive plays. I mean, everybody contributed along the way. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, to me, that's going to be a defining moment because here's the thing. Just like when the Lakers won the in-season tournament and we said, well, they wanted it. So they they put their game face on, you know, and they, they really focused, they wanted it. They wanted that game last night when most of us assumed that game was over. When most people were going to bed after the third quarter, because why would you be sitting up at the end of the third quarter when the Clippers just hit a buzzer beater at the end of the third and they've got a 20-point lead or whatever it was, 19 points, whatever, 21. I'm telling you right now, if this team can stay healthy, if this team gets bodies back, this Laker team 
is is just as good as last year's and can get back to the Western Conference Finals. I'm not saying they're going to win the West. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship. But when the season is over, they will look back at this game last night and this performance by LeBron as the defining moment of the season. Yeah, I would agree with that. If if it indeed does become that, then that's the thing. Now, look, at the beginning of the season, I thought I said that I think the Lakers could come out of the West, right? Like there was this viral uh, Instagram post that we put here. And, you know, as the season has gone up and down, there's been a lot of comments on that thing. And it, you know, it sometimes, uh, you know, they're not so nice, let's just say, uh, when they're not doing so well. But I'm with you, Cappy. Like, I, I think that, They're matchup dependent, as I spoke about earlier, uh, multiple times over the last several weeks. But, you know, I I, I always will give them a puncher's chance is the way I will do do it because of LeBron specifically and Anthony Davis and the way they're both playing this year. It's really going to boil down to the role players in a lot of ways as to how um, it all works out. Now, I may be alone in that because our guy Charles Barkley on TNT earlier today was asked about, hey, can the Warriors and Lakers, because they're in that 9-10 range, can can they scare somebody? And, you know, Chuck wasn't necessarily so keen on the idea. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I disagree, Chuck. Yeah, I disagree, too. I I don't think anyone's juicing them up. I just think Kenny's right. I think you've given them a puncher's chance. Well, I mean, again, 
I thought the, the analogy for Tom Brady was great. If Tom Brady were the number seven seed and he had to play the wild card game on the road against the top seeded team that was playing in the first round of the playoffs, you go, yeah, I mean, they got Tom Brady, they got a chance. You got LeBron, not LeBron and AD, you got LeBron, you got a chance. Take, the main thing, the main thing. Take that, Chuck. No, hey. No LeBron slander around here today. Not today. Not today. We can get back to it tomorrow based on what happens tonight against Washington. Right, right. But yeah, not if they today. they fall flat on their face for some reason today. Then, not yeah. today. Yeah. I mean, Is he going to play? I don't know. It's questionable. I mean, is there been a report that he's not playing? Well, he's no. questionable, but he's questionable no, but I for feel every like, game. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting close to that time where we know. Um, it's, you know, I mean, it, Darwin's going to meet with the media here very shortly. Come on, he's playing tonight. I mean, he got to be. He never all... plays on the second night of a back-to-back. I know, but you know what? Well, he's now played it's... a few times this year. Now really? it's winning time. Yeah. Now it's winning time. Now you got to get out there and you got to start banking some wins. It's a game time decision, according to Funch. Thanks, Funch. Okay. Thank you, Funchy. Funch comes in here you. like Kramer when he opens that door every there time. He, he like flings it open, and then he like and, slides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like very like startling and jarring. I'm like, geez, oh, oh what's going on? It's just Funch. Just Funch. Well, there you have it. All right, Cappy, we're done here. Okay, that's it. We're done. We're, you are excellent today. You're such a basketball savant today. Well, I'll tell you this right now. I did a lot of film study today. I can tell because I went back and watched. Christopher the motivated you. He was like not the Phil really. Jackson or the Pat Riley. Not really, yeah. but I. But the, LeBron motivated me. Oh, there you the, go. The because four, you kept the main thing. The main. Keep thing. the main thing. The main thing. Yeah. And I also I needed to whip it out. Okay, you know? fair enough. It was uh, time for him to whip it up. Great job, uh, DeAndre and Lindsay. Thank you to The Circle. Thank you to Christopher. Thank you to Beto for stopping by. Sliwa, coming up next.